Hello, and welcome to your September Investor Update. I'm Molly Beek, Product Marketing Manager at Nutmeg, and I'm joined by our Director of Investment Strategy, Brad Holland. Hi, Brad. Hi, Molly. Rising energy prices and the impact this has on the Consumer Price Index, the primary measure of inflation, continue to be a concern for clients. How do you see dynamics in these markets? Is there any sign of a let-up in prices? Well, no let-up anytime soon, Molly. At, at the end of August, Ofgem announced it would be raising the price cap by 80%, which will take the average yearly gas and electricity bill for UK households up to over £3,500 from October. And the energy regulator warned things would get worse in 2023, even though it's come so far already. The, the prolonged war in Ukraine is significantly limiting gas supply to, to Europe, so, so prices are, are likely to stay volatile for the foreseeable future. There have been some recent signs of mainland Europe beginning to rebuild contingency reserves, uh, and this prospect did drive benchmark European gas futures prices sharply lower at one point. So we see that energy prices can fall as well as rise. Still, Russia supplied the EU with 40% of its gas last year, and replacing this is no easy task. So consumers across Europe will be feeling the pinch for some months to come, and, and energy markets too will remain on tenterhooks. UK inflation has climbed again to a fresh 40-year high. Other than energy, what else is contributing to price rises? Uh, UK inflation reached 10.1% in the 12 months to July, and while gas and electricity prices are, are big factors there, food prices too have climbed significantly. And it's not only the official CPI, CPI data showing this. According to the data from British Retail Consortium, uh, prices, prices in shops rose by 5.1% during August. Uh, over a year ago, and, and with fresh food prices rising up 10.5%. And that's the biggest rise since September 2008. Now, the war in Ukraine is again being blamed for food prices rising, uh, as this country is a major supplier of cooking oils, maize, wheat, as well as fertilizer. So food producers have, have passed on increases in these prices. Um, we also have to remember that for many products, we are still seeing a continuation of supply-side constraints resulting from, from the COVID lockdowns, which again pushes prices up. Uh, our capacity is still operating well below 2019 levels in, in numerous sectors, but there still is continued improvement in supply chains. If the global economy is still in recovery mode from the COVID crisis, does this signal reasons for optimism for the future? It does, in fact, yes. It's a, it's a very positive narrative that, that runs counter to that, the negative macroeconomic impact of, of Russia's war in Ukraine, uh, where, where the balance of forces will finally lead us is, is unknown. The, the Bank of England is projecting a, a likely UK recession, but even if it's right in its forecast of a 1.5% peak to trough fall in output. That will make it the, the shallowest recession the UK has ever seen. And that's not a detail you hear much in the press, which often prefers a more alarmist narrative. But the Bank of England has been very clear about the risks surrounding its outlook, uh, risks that could, be, could make the outlook better as well as worse. 
Uh, we're, we're watching the, the labor market to, to help us determine which narrative will dominate. And at the moment, labor markets remain strong. Unlike in past recessions, employment levels remain fairly robust in the UK, uh, the US and globally. On a corporate level, profits have also remained relatively strong, as we've seen from the recent second quarter profit reporting season for US large cap stocks, the S&P 500. Um, profits beat expectations by 4%. Uh, over a year ago. And so obviously the, the energy sector contributed a lot of these positive surprises. But, but nine out of the other 10 sectors had positive surprises too. And six out of the 10 had actual positive growth in profits despite the cost rises. The market volatility that's been a defining feature of 2022 returned in August with falls in both equity and bond markets. What's behind this? Yes, world developed equity markets fell 4.5% month on month in August, uh, while emerging markets rose 1.25%. So Brazil was the standout performer in the emerging market complex as, as commodity prices put in a recovery, uh, especially agricultural commodity prices, which is important for Brazil. Now, the sense in developed economies is that central banks will be much tougher on inflation and so constrain economic growth. Uh, a market view had begun to emerge in July that, that central banks might not push rates too high. But uh, recent announcements by policy officials indicate that they are in no mood to ease off their policy tightening. In his rather blunt speech on the 26th of August, the Fed Reserve Chair Jerome Powell acknowledged that the fight against inflation will bring some pain to households and businesses. He added that policy measures will likely require a sustained period of below-trend growth. And that's news equity markets did not want to hear. As global trade continues to recover and supply chains improve, emerging markets are, are benefiting from their still weak currencies, which make them more competitive uh, and, and flatters their, their overseas profits earned by local companies. Elsewhere, bond markets also had a bad month, uh, given this new evidence about central bank policy intentions, and, uh, and both governments and high-grade corporate debt soared heavy losses. So Brad, did the investment team make any changes to the portfolios during August? Uh, yes, uh, late in the month, we rebalanced our fully managed and, and socially responsible portfolios to, to really reflect market movements. Uh, when asset prices move around significantly, they, they can change the, the relative weights in portfolios. So, so we took this action just to return the weights to where we wanted them. And that meant taking a, a small profit from our equity exposure and, uh, and, uh, and making a modest increase in our holdings of bonds. Thank you for your insight, Brad. Thanks, Molly. And thank you for joining us. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss in next month's Investor Update, you can contact us via email or on our social media channels. We look forward to seeing you next month. More information about this update is available in the description. As with all investing, your capital is at risk. The value of your portfolio with Nutmeg can go down as well as up, and you may get back less than you invest. Past or future performance indicators are not a reliable indicator of future performance.